Toronto proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Okay, here we are again. Thank you so much for showing up. Ooh, look at that. Bump the gain number, sorry. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about the Leafs this week. Of course, I'm not going to suddenly change teams and trick you by posting it on the uh, Hungry for Leafs podcast, but it's going to be like Hungry for Philly because they're a good team. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Games of the week, thoughts on it, current standings, uh, best matchup for the Leafs as I see it, and, uh, you know, discuss what they are as usual. So let's get started. Uh, that was a uh, interesting week. Um, it's one of those weeks where you look at it and you're like, did that, did that actually just happen? I'm not sure. Let me look again. And then you vomit a little bit. You kind of get your composure. And you got to actually assess what happened. Uh, so the first game was against San Jose. Uh, 5-3 loss like I know some people are going to say well San Jose of the three teams are probably the best team Um, their goaltending has been suspect all year that's held them back quite a bit it just had a mixed you know a huge change of like their top players Uh, it's I don't know there's just a lot of turmoil going on in there so anyway wasn't super surprising they lost it definitely wasn't on uh, Campbell the goaltending or anything I thought he played well he played well in both games but they did end up getting outscored uh, by quite a bit and they lost that game so it was it was an interesting game to watch I wasn't I wasn't super upset or anything about how it went or how they played I was well actually I was a little upset after the second period but you know you take it as you can you're like all right well at least it was the best team so not super surprising that they could have lost, but also, like, it is surprising because San Jose just had such a bad year. Uh, they're, it's definitely possible that you should be able to take advantage of them and not let them win, uh, but that didn't happen. So, like, all right, end of the three-game winning streak, no big deal. Uh, they should be able to come back in the next game. Then we have the LA game, and I... As someone who lives on the West Coast, I end up seeing quite a bit of L.A. games. And I got to say, they have been one of the most boring teams uh, in the past, I don't know, 10 years. Even like even since they've won their cup, it just I've never been super interested in watching them play. They kind of they always have this slow defensive play. They've had trouble getting offensive players for a long time. Uh, when they won, they were obviously just this defensive team that relied a lot on the the body of Jonathan Quick, uh, which has been destroyed, uh, winning them a lot of games. Because their offense was just such crap. Like, if it wasn't for him, uh, they would not have been nearly as good as a team as they were. 
obviously Drew Doughty and like Kopitar and before he kind of started to regress a bit uh, helps a lot. But yeah, they they've relied way too much on their goaltending and it's kind of showing. So yeah, anyway, this game was pretty boring. Uh, I ended up having the night off of class and I was or for my schoolwork and I'm just sitting there and like perfect, I get to watch this game and. It just happened to be the game where there was like no goals in the entire game. Like sweet. Uh, then you get the you get the uh, shootout. Uh, the what was with that that Matthew whiff? That was kind of that was crap. Uh, that could that basically could have cost them. Like I know you don't want to put on one player, but it's just when you look at the moments, like that's the one that stands out to me. That's like great if uh, if only. So at this point, uh, they had lost two games. They only got one point out of a boss like it it should have been a lot easier than this um i was getting kind of annoyed i'm like all right they better win the next game and sure enough they didn't so they lost 2-1 in anaheim uh gibson played pretty good uh or was it just the offense wasn't very good uh, i kind of think it's a little bit of both um the, it, you know, the funny thing is, like, all year we were talking about Hutchinson and not being able to win games for the team, and now they have, and, you know, it's like, is it the fact that he's letting in so many goals? Is it the offense? Is it the mood because they don't trust the goaltender? And now in these games, it's like they over-rely on the goaltender where they're like, well, Campbell's really good, so uh, we don't have to worry about it too much. We just need to get a couple goals and we'll win. Not true, guys. You actually have to play defensively to help them. Uh, so, like, against Anaheim, like, they're they're not a horrible team. They've just got a lot of young players that probably will be pretty good in a couple years, maybe next year. And then they have a bunch of older players that just are past their prime and, you know, they're not going to do too much. And, like, first a team that has, like, oh, excuse me, just had a bit of a cough there. Maybe it's coronavirus, who knows? Um... Yeah, so you have, like, this team that's, like, offensively in its prime, got a mixture of good veterans, speed of wingers, playmakers, all that kind of stuff, and they can barely score against two of the, you know, weakest teams in the league. Uh, that was, that's pretty, pretty bad. Um, and, like, I mean, you can say, oh, well, it was just an off night, but these are, like, there's no more off nights anymore. Like, you can't do this. If you want to be a good team, you can't have these nights where you just play like shit for, you know, 45 minutes and hope that that 15 minutes of brilliance will actually get you somewhere uh, and I feel like that's kind of what they're doing so they end up with this week where they should have been easily been able to get at least four three four points maybe six uh, they end up with one out of it and it's a pretty big week you know where as a team they should be looking at it and going look we ought to go hard this week this is our best chance to crush the spirits of Florida and they just didn't do it. Um, so if you look at the current standings with, I think it was last night's win, uh, Florida's now three, only three points behind them. Uh, that's not good. Like, that's those those points that they lost this week are super valuable. Like, imagine if they had just won two of those games and they came out with three more points. Uh, they'd be six points ahead, and you'd look at that, and I think if you were Florida, you'd be like, yeah, we're screwed. But now you're like three points. Like, you know what? There's hope. If we get uh, Bobrovsky to actually, like, you know, have a 900 save percentage, we might be able to do this. And so I I kind of think it's the 
the play style of the teams that they played in Anaheim. Because if you look, LA, LA and Anaheim especially, um, LA is just that defensive team. That's they just bore you. They they hang back a lot. They did that all night against Toronto. Uh, Anaheim played very well defensively, and it's like it seems like that when the teams don't play the same style as Toronto, like this sort of trying to be a little bit faster and like jumping up in the rush and everything, it seems like they don't know what to do. They're just they're like, oh, you guys don't want to just like throw the puck around and dump and chase and. Uh, try and score on the rush and all that kind of stuff. You're actually going to play defense and hang back. Like, what is this crap? Like, how do we, how do we deal with this? And they, th- I still have not seen them uh, find an answer for this. Is that if a team sticks sticks to the structure, we stick to a style that's very defensive and they hang back. Defensive players in Toronto have no idea what to do. They can't. I don't know. It's not. I don't know if it's creativity or if it's. It's not skill. It's definitely not that. It would be ridiculous if I said that. Um, they don't have the creativity or or the guts to be able to push through something like that. It could be personnel-wise where they don't have enough players that are able to just like fight their way through those kind of people or through those kind of teams and you know maybe make the defenders like surround them a little bit, which opens up the front of the net a bit uh, for the more skilled players to score. Which is kind of annoying because, I mean, if you look at someone like Matthews, who's like, what is he, like 6'2", like 220 pounds? Like, he's a big guy. He should be able to power his way up there. Uh, I keep making the Nathan McKinnon uh, comparison, and I think it's fairly accurate. You know, big person, score, fast enough, skilled. Um, use your body and push people out of the way. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl is another one. You watch him play games, he knows that, like, he can outpower several small defenders, and he does it regularly. Um, and that's just something that the the team is missing. Like, you can't expect Marner to do it, obviously. I don't think Nylander's big enough to do it. Maybe Tavares, uh, then, you know, not Kapitan. Maybe Janssen sometimes. Uh, Mikhaev has been able to do it. Ingvall sometimes. But it's not enough, and it's not enough with their top players that it actually makes a difference. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, people getting out-muscled. I defended Cody Cece for quite a bit at the season. I was like, oh, he's not that bad. People are over-exaggerating. I'm guessing I just didn't see enough Ottawa games because he has been playing horribly. Uh, Every time I notice him, it's because he was beaten in front of the net. And it's either physically where he's just pushed right out of the way and he can't stop anybody uh, with his stick He's got his stick maybe in the right place, but another player just goes, whoop, boom, knocks it out of the way, and he's screwed. He can't do anything. Or it has to do with uh, him just being, I mean, there's no other way to say it, just being an idiot and standing in the completely wrong spot and leaving wide open pucks out. I think it was the Anaheim game I saw this. I'm not sure if it was San Jose. Uh, Whenever his first game back was, there was a goal, like very quick in the period, where he... Everybody's kind of scrambling around. It was this weird pass, and he's on the wrong... Like, there's an open... Like, he's on the the left side of the net, I believe, if you're looking at the net. The other player's on the right side of the net, and he literally, like, instead of pushing his way over there immediately and stopping this dude, he just kind of stands there, and he doesn't do anything until the guy's got the puck, and then he goes, oh, crap, I need to do something about this. 
like how hard is that to learn as an NHL defenseman? If you're the if you're the defenseman, that's you know it's your point where you're supposed to be in front of the net because of the way the play went or whatever. You stand directly in front of the net without blocking the goalie, and if another player comes in there, you make sure you tie up their stick and you do not let them get a decent shot off. And there was a decent shot, rebound, puck in the net, and Cody Cece's standing right there, and he did uh, F all the whole time. I really just want to drop a lot of bomb, F-bombs and swear about this because it's it's super frustrating. This guy's making three-something million, four million, I can't remember, and he's supposed to be a top, maybe a fourth defenseman. Uh, but right now, honestly, he'd be like my seventh on the team. I would not put him in after the amount of times he's done stuff like this where he's just been in front of the net and he's like, oh, sorry, oh, oh no, no, they pushed me. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I mean, come on. Like, what do you... Ugh, he's, that guy frustrates the crap out of me. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if he... Uh, gets a lot of minutes from now on once the other guys come back and I'd be really surprised if he's even back next year like if he's back next year it's like minimum league contract you're the seventh defenseman maybe sixth uh will maybe put you with like you know I was gonna say put him with one of the rookies but like you don't even want him with a rookie you want someone with a rookie who's maybe a little bit slower but really smart will let the rookies kind of mess up and skate up the ice and do the passing and stuff and you want a veteran to hang out in the back and just protect the net for them. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, please just pick up a minimum cost player for that. Some veteran who's like, yeah, maybe I'll I'll go to this team and I'll work with a young player and hopefully we'll go, go to the playoffs and win the cup or something. Uh, similar to like this that's a contract, but the defense style. Uh, but defense swap. Um, and let, let Cody Cece go. I don't know who the heck is going to want to pay him more than like a million. Uh, to play on their team, you'd have to be pretty depleted defensively. Maybe, I mean, it seems like this would be like a Buffalo move where they're like, you know what, we'll give him a shot, uh, give him a small contract, and hopefully he'll he'll get his stuff together for us and actually be useful. But yeah, if if I was looking to sign a defenseman, I would only sign him as a 6-7 defenseman, probably 7 uh any team that decides they're going to put him in their top five, top five, top four, uh, you better be rebuilding and just like, yeah, whatever. You know, he'll he'll fill the role for a little bit, and uh, we expect to lose, uh, and then we'll just get rid of him when we actually decide to be good. As you can see, I just I'm done with him. I don't I don't like him anymore. I can't stand watching him play. It's it's not a lot of team actually. He's probably the only player I feel that way about where I just was sick of him. Even Hutchinson, I was ready to give him more of the benefit of doubt because I saw the team just playing like crap. You know, maybe it's his assignments, maybe it's the way he's being played. He's just overexposed right now with a lack of good defensemen on the team. I don't know, but yeah, I'm just done with him. Unless he impresses me for the rest of the season, I'm just gonna continue to to dump on this guy. Um. All right, so if you were looking at uh, which teams they would probably match up best against in the playoffs. Uh, similar to what I was saying before, or concurrently or whatever, based off, um, it would have to be Tampa Bay. Now, it's funny because Tampa Bay is arguably the most stacked team in the league, I would say. Uh, but they just both kind of play the similar style where they can, they just both can score on each other, and it's sort of like a game of chess who's going to be Actually, I would say checkers. 
uh, it's a game of checkers where it's just like whoever gets to the end first. Um, you know what I mean? Like whoever, if you've ever played checkers quite a bit, if you, if you're the first person to kind of make a, uh, a kill or whatever it's called when you, when you take someone's piece and then get ahead of them enough, you'll probably win just, just by the odds. Like I, I played with a friend and we were both really good. And it just, it literally was like whoever just had a brain fart and made the first mistake, you just knew you lost by the end of the game. As long as you were careful. Uh, and I, I just feel like that's the way it, it works with Tampa Bay. Uh, I feel like that's the way, the reason they just haven't been able to win a cup with the personnel they have is because they just don't have that uh, defensively sucking style like um, Pittsburgh was able to do when they won, Washington and uh, St. Louis have been able to do. Uh, those teams all had different styles. Like, they're not all the exact same defensive style, but they knew when to do it, uh, when to adjust, and that's just something the Leafs do not have. And so, here we are. Um, so, yeah, Tampa Bay would be their best matchup. I honestly think if they played Boston right now with the way they're playing, they'd probably be gone in five or six games. Like, I don't think it would be close. Um, and, like, it's hard for me to say that because I want them to have the best chance to win, but that's how I really feel. And when I look at the rest of the teams that could potentially make it, like Carolina, we saw what they did with uh, David Ayers and Net. I mean, what are they going to do there? Columbus, I feel like Columbus would just outwork them and win. Uh, that's that's the scary part. And then you look at Washington, Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh, I think, they'd have a good chance again just because their defense has been playing crappy. But, I mean, history would tell you that they know when to shut it down and when to, like, crush a team and win. So... Probably not, and Washington, I just feel Washington. They're just too big. They would push them around, and they've got enough scoring to win. They've got the experience. Um, Their goaltending all around is probably just a step above. So here's hoping they play Tampa Bay in the first round. Uh, I think that would be an interesting matchup, and at least maybe if they were able to win against Tampa Bay and if they played Boston in the next round, they'd have more confidence and like, all right, we're in the second round. Like, this is different now. We, we're a different team this year. So we'll see with that. Uh, and speaking of that in the playoffs, I've heard this is something that popped in my head just now, actually. Um, a lot of people have been talking about like, well, you know, this is the window for the Leafs to win. Uh, this is the best team ever on paper. The Caps going to destroy their team next year. They've been saying that for the past two years. Like every year it was like, well, the team will never get any better than this. Well, the team will never get any better than this. Uh, they said that the past two years, and then I just heard that a few times on the radio this week. They're like, well, if they don't win this year, I mean, it's they're just screwed. Like, they're never going to go anywhere. Am I the only one who thinks that's pretty stupid? Uh, they've got a lot of players still signed long term. Uh, they said this, people said the same thing about Washington. Remember they had those two years, I mean, I think it was two or three years, where they were just stacked. They had Justin Williams, they had all these veterans, they had these young players that you know didn't have to leave yet like they were an amazingly good team on paper they ended up losing a few of them you know uh and then they came in the next season and people just wrote them off and they ended up winning like it's not always like who is the best team on paper is going to win actually actually it's rarely ever that because if if it was tampa bay would have several stanley cups right now and there's this you know, certain teams would not have won last year. I would even put Saint, uh, Saint Louis on that, uh, in that vein. Because if you if you looked last year, I think Nashville on paper 
was like a way better team. They're just their defense was crazy. They had really good centers. They had a lot of good wingers. It was they look stacked, uh, but they just folded and they might not even make the playoffs next year. Um, but yeah, this this talk of like, oh, you have to win now. It, it's it's stupid if you don't. Like you got to throw all your chips in every moment. No, you don't. You got to just make smart uh, assets acquirements and management and you got to make sure that you don't screw yourself over betting everything at the beginning so that you have repeated chances to win because like i've said before their highest chances of winning like like let's say it's 15 percent. i don't i don't know the number let's say it's 15 percent, and let's say they throw in all their chips and they bump it up to like 16 by getting a couple players at the deadline like it's not going to go from like 15 to 30 you know it's not going to be this huge jump and so if you keep putting in all your chips every season just to get that ever extra 1% bump, that means in like three, two, three, four seasons, however long, it's going to catch up with you and you're not going to have the depth on your team to even compete anymore. So instead of having a 15% chance to win for six, seven years or eight years or whatever, however long you can keep the team together, it only lasts for like two or three. Uh, that's not a good idea. You want to make sure you keep having a chance at the table uh, to win. In case in point, isn't just Washington, it's Pittsburgh. They won a cup and they stuck with their players for a lot longer than most people thought they should have. There was always talks of trade Malk and trade Fleury. Uh, they, they're screwing the team, trade Latang. Uh, and then you look and they waited, what was it, 2009 and then 2016 was their next one, I think. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, it was like six, seven years of them losing and readjusting their team, drafting properly, uh, and eventually they won again. Uh, and same thing with Washington. Eventually they won because they stuck with at least this core that was like, okay, this is a strong group of players. Let's see how it goes. Uh, now, if you're a team like Calgary, who just, they've just been completely inconsistent, they're like, great one year horrible the next year they might not make the playoffs this year um, even if they're in I don't I don't know if they're gonna last long that might be something where you could go okay I think we should trade some players uh, kind of mix this up a bit I don't know exactly what they're gonna do but I think the long-term prospects for that team aren't very good because uh, they've traded a lot of assets away when they were early in their development and I I think it was a really big mistake um, and I might be proven right this summer, uh, but we'll see. So anyway, uh, upcoming games. So this week, yeah, it's sweet. Last week we had San Jose, LA, Anaheim. This week on Tuesday, we have Tampa Bay. Uh, Thursday, we have Nashville. And Saturday, thank you, Hockey Night Canada. Uh, Saturday, we have Boston. So we have arguably one of the best teams on paper in the league, Tampa Bay. We have a team that's underperformed, that's playing better quite a bit recently and then we have arguably the best team in the league boston maybe philly some people would change their minds now but probably boston at this point uh tampa bay they're stacked there's no stamkos but i don't know how much that's really going to matter in this game i mean florida didn't have barkov and the leafs didn't really seem to to notice um nashville like i said they've been playing way better recently they're not to be underestimated their goaltending just holds up a little bit. Their defense is, like, going to suffocate the Leafs. And like I said, that's probably their biggest problem. 
they just won't know what to do, and they've got enough offensive players to just come in when the when Cody CC like gives up the front of the net to score. And then you have Boston. We all know what's gonna what could happen there. Uh, you know, we've been saying the same thing over the past few weeks. Uh, is what is this team? Are they gonna win? Are they gonna lose? And then they go through these horrible losses. They go through these magnificent wins. Uh, they're you know they're the best team in the league, and then they go down to mediocrity. Um, so it's you got to think about it like what is this team? And to be frank, like that just is what they are. They're a, they're an upper middle team that just is inconsistent, and I don't think that's going to change this year. Uh, I feel like that's just the way it's going to be the rest of the year. Odds are they probably make the playoffs, which is the way things are right now. Uh, but it's not a guarantee, and if they make it in, unless something changes, like just mentally for them, uh, that this is this is who they are. They might just make it in, maybe win a round, um, but they're they're just a hardcore wild card right now, is what I would say. And I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of the season. I know I was I <laughs> probably sound a little annoyed right now, but I just want to enjoy the rest of the season and not micromanage every tiny little thing they do, uh, because that's. That's the best way to go through sports because if you're constantly in this world of 24-hour news and Twitter and everything and you just like need to find a problem every five seconds, uh, that's what your life is going to be. Nothing but problems. So I think we should all just enjoy this team. I hope they keep them together for as many years as possible and we get as many cracks as possible at the playoffs and there's a lot of smart moves by Dubis um, because that's the only way you're going to actually enjoy this team. So thank you much for listening. Uh, I hope you have a good day. I'll catch you next time.